0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. It's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house once again on a beautiful Sunday morning to worship him and also to receive his gifts of word and sacrament that he has prepared for us this morning. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, as always, find somebody that you don't recognize and go say hi.
1: I'm Bob Senninger, and it is my privilege to be your announcer on this sixth Sunday after Epiphany. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is the organist, Mrs. Susan Senninger, and the acolytes are Drew Creed and Peyton Menning. Today's radio broadcast is being sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn today is A Mighty Fortress is Our God found on page 657 of the Lutheran service book. May God bless us as we worship Him together.
0: All right, as you are finishing up your greetings, we're gonna go ahead and start with just a few announcements before we begin with our worship today. First of all, your statements are in your parish caller boxes. If you haven't picked those up, please do so. Uh, the LWML has a couple of things on the 26th and the 27th. So on February 26th is the baby shower. On the 27th is a work day, okay? So the 26th is the baby shower. 27th is the work day. If you have any questions about that, please see Doris. Is she here today? Doris, is here today? Uh, LWML ladies, raise your hands. Find those lovely ladies right there if you have any questions about that. <clears throat> also, their, the LYF Lutheran Youth Fellowship will be selling tickets to the new Martin Luther movie in the narthex after service. This is gonna help uh, in their fundraising efforts for their trip to Montana this summer for their Higher Things conference. The movie is going to be shown in the B&B Theater in Monette on March 6th at 6.30 p.m., and Fawn is going to have a few more words about that for us. The, how many of you saw the last Luther movie that came out? None of you did? Okay, some of you did. Okay, um, this one is the latest one that has come out, <clears throat> excuse me, and everything that I am hearing, <clears throat> sorry, Everything that I am hearing about this one is that it's incredible, that it's really, really good, and it's really, really well done. So that is March 6th at the b and Theater in Monette uh, at 6.30 p.m. And then finally, uh, just a heads up, the office will be closed tomorrow in honor of the holiday, in honor of President's Day. The office will be closed tomorrow. And so with that, let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord Jesus, we are so very thankful this morning, again, that you have called each and every one of us here. Lord, as your word says, that you have called us by name, that we are yours. Lord, now we ask that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. We're going to sing verses 1 through 4 of that hymn. That's number 657.
1: And you forgave the iniquity of my sin.
0: O Almighty God, merciful Father.
1: I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being.
0: So Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul,
1: and forget not all his benefits.
0: Who forgives all your iniquity.
1: Who heals all your diseases.
0: The Lord is merciful and gracious.
1: Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love.
0: He will not always chide.
1: Nor will he keep his anger forever.
0: He does not deal with us according to our sins.
1: Nor repay us according to our iniquities.
0: For as high as the heavens are above the earth,
1: so great is the steadfast love Toward those who fear him.
0: Glory be to the
1: Father, Father,
0: and and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all your iniquities. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully grant that by your power we may, we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, your son our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated
1: the Old Testament reading today is written in Isaiah chapter 46 verses 3 through 9 listen to me O house of Jacob all the remnants of the house of Israel who have been born by me from before your birth carried from the womb even to your old age I am he and to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. I will carry and will save, to whom you will liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike. Those who lavish gold from the purse and weigh out silver in the scales hire a goldsmith, and he makes it into a god. Then they fall down and worship. They lift it to their shoulders. They carry it. They set it in its place and it stands there. It cannot move from its place. If one cries to it, it does not answer or save him from his trouble. Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, your transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other i am god and there is none like me this is the word of our
2: lord thanks be to god time
0: for all of the young disciples this morning to come forward for the children's message so all the young disciples <clears throat> come on up How are we all doing this morning? Good. Do any of you have a favorite Bible verse? Do you have a favorite Bible verse? Cordell, what's your favorite Bible verse? John 3.16. And do you remember what John 3.16 says? What does it say? Excellent. Wonderful. Does anybody else have another favorite Bible verse? Any other ones? Yes. What's your favorite Bible verse? Oh, not, not you? Okay, all right. What your favorite Bible Miss <laughs> Menning, did you hear that? Where is Miss Menning at? Did you hear that? She said the school's Bible verse for this year. Woo, there we go. Okay, what else? What are uh, some other ones? Keenan, go ahead. <laughs> Same one as as Cordell. Okay, good. You did. Does it have a good Bible verse in it? Oh, it, it's got pictures in it. Okay, good. You'll have to tell me about that that, that book later. How about one more? One more. Who's got a a, a favorite Bible Bible verse? Yes. John 2, 100. What does John 2, 100 say? Do you remember? Okay, it's probably about Jesus, though, right? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, so uh, do you guys know who Martin Luther was? You guys know who he was, right? Okay, Martin Luther was a guy that lived many, many uh, years ago, and one of the things that, that he did, one day he had to be put in a castle. He had to be put in a castle so that he could hide out from people that were after him. And one of the things that he did while he was in that castle, yeah, in a castle. Wouldn't you like to go hide out in a castle? I would, okay? One of the things that he had to do, yeah, I know. One of the things that he had to do while he was in the castle is he wrote down a lot of his favorite Bible verses, okay? He wrote down some of his favorite Bible, Bible verses and what he, he, would, he would do is he would write down those Bible verses and he would put them on his wall at eye level so that he could see them and so that any time that he was going through uh, a tough time and as a matter of fact the uh, occasion for which he was in the castle was a difficult time. So he would look on his, his wall and he would have all of those favorite Bible verses there. What we're gonna be talking about in the sermon today is some of those favorite Bible passages that he had and how they gave him a lot of comfort uh, during the difficult times in his life. So what I've done here, just to give you guys a head start, I've got some post-it notes, all right? And I'm gonna give each of you a few post-it notes and I would encourage you this week to try to find some of your favorite Bible passages, hang on, to try to find some of your favorite Bible passages and these are kind of small, so you may have to write a little small, but write down those passages on these notes and stick them somewhere where you can see them. All right, and then when you run out of the ones that I give you, ask your mom and your dad to take you to Walmart for Post-it notes. All right. You do? The next time you, you go, ask your mom and dad for Post-it notes. Post-it notes. All right, so then you guys can, can write those down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, good. So, and you you can write those down, all right? And put them at eye level so that you can see them this coming week. Does that sound good? All right, will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the comfort that it gives us. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right, let me give each of you a few of these post notes. Just stay where you are. And then once you get some, you can go back and sit with your folks, okay? I don't think I have red. I have orange. Blue? All right, I'll have to see once I get down there. Let's see. Let me take these ones. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you us a, a color that you won't even expect. How about that? I may not even get, get down there, I have to see. Oop, there you go. Okay. There you go. There you go.
3: Okay. okay. okay.
0: Like I said, these are kind of small, so you may have to write a little small, but at the store, they've got bigger ones. Good. You can write down all kinds. sir. Oh, you get yellow. That's my favorite color. There you go. There you go. And there you go. Oh, oh we got some already. Okay, MJ, there you go. Okay, thanks for coming up.
1: Today's epistle reading is found in Second Timothy chapter 1, verses eight through 12. and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. This is the word of our Lord.
2: Thanks be to God.
0: Christ. The gospel this morning according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Please read the gospel together with me. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times, saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The Apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and he would obey you. This is the gospel of our Lord. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven
1: Jesus Loves Me, number 588. Jesus Loves Me, hymn 588.
0: Will you all pray with me, please. <clears throat> Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning we're going to be taking another look at Luther. We had so much fun with him last week that I thought, hey, we'll do a reprisal of that. So these are different sayings, That he found, or sorry, that yeah, that he found and that he wrote down while he was in the castle, uh, the castle Coburg during his stay while he was hiding out from the authorities. Luther's doctor had gone to the room in which he stayed in. And when he was there, he discovered all of these things that had been written on the wall just at eye level, so that Luther could see them. And any time that he needed encouragement, any time that he needed support, all that he would have to do is simply look at his wall and see all of the different things, the different Bible passages specifically that he had written down in which he found great comfort and great relief during the times of trial that he was going through. In fact, it is said that upon learning of his father's death, that Luther would later on go in To that room, and he would lock himself in that room for the entire day just studying God's Word, meditating upon it, and looking for comfort from the affliction that he had faced. And so, this is the first saying. So, just like last week, if you would like to write these down on the back cover of your bulletin, I would encourage you to do so. There are five sayings that we are going to go through. He wrote down actually 22, but we're not going to go through all. 22 of them, but we will look at five of them, sayings in which Luther found comfort. The first one, the first one said, Our cause rests in the hand who distinctly tells us, no one can snatch them out of my hand, John chapter 10. And also tells us the gate of hell shall not, the, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. That comes from Matthew chapter 16. He also quotes our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah this morning. He says, Listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all the remnant of Israel, you whom I have upheld since your birth and have carried since you were born, even to your old age and gray hairs. I am he. I am he who sustains you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. It cannot be understated the time of his life in which Luther was going through. He was essentially, by himself, changing the entire church. Which, in case if you you didn't know, was a pretty big deal. Because up until this point, you were either Roman, Catholic, or that was it. There were no other Christian denominations. And so, as we know, he found several things about the Roman Catholic Church that he found to be unscriptural, and he sought to change those things. This uprising that he caused would just about cost him his life if he had not been hiding out in the castle. Remember then that cause, the reforming of a church, of the Christian church on earth, of which he faced and his followers thereafter would face much opposition. And as I read this particular saying, it reminded me and made me think of how the church today faces a lot of opposition as well. Certainly perhaps not the exact same, but there are many similarities that we can find. Now... If you are expecting me to make some kind of a political statement here this morning, sorry, I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is talk just for a moment about some of the different ways that the church today, specifically in America, is facing opposition. The biggest way, I think. Did you know that since the decision of Roe versus Wade, that 58 million Babies have died. 58 million. Let that number sink in. Since that decision, abortion is now legal in this country, and that many unborn lives have been killed. In recent times, the government has also seized the opportunity in various ways, again, that I will not go into here, but to push their unbiblical worldview on us as a Christian church, where the rights of others are more important than the rights of the church. But it was the verse in Matthew chapter 16 that particularly caught my eye where I found there to be a great sense of comfort from these difficult times that the church is in. The gates of hell itself, Jesus says, shall not prevail against my church. And do you know why that is? Because we are the bride of Christ. The church is that which Christ cares about the most, more than anything else in his entire existence. Jesus cares about you, the church. He cares about the gospel message being proclaimed and preached and taught in his church. Because he wants all people to be saved. He wants all people to come to a saving knowledge of of the truth in him. And so that's why he, he says, The gates of hell itself shall not prevail against my church. He who is seated at the right hand of God is still the Lord of the church. He who is seated at the right hand of God has not left his post. The second saying, the second saying that we are going to look at is this. He says, The cause of Christ was in greater peril in the times of the Roman emperors Diocletian, Maximinius, and others who persecuted the Christian church in horrible ways and attempted to destroy it completely. And likewise, in the times of John Huss and others, that is in our own times. Now, Diocletian and Maximinius were Roman emperors. No matter how you think about any of our about either our current president or our past ones, believe me, it's not as bad as it was then. Let me give you just a, 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 a few highlights. Diocletian was known among other things, other than just the killing of Christians, torturing them, and putting them into prison. Christians had no legal rights. They were forced to comply with Roman religious practices. No matter what you believed about Jesus, you had to worship the Roman gods. You had to. You were forced to. Clergy were forced to sacrifice to the Roman gods during his reign. And the Roman army was completely purged of believers. Maximenius was very, very similar. Much. Christian persecution during his reign as well. And so why did I find comfort in this? Two reasons. Number one, it could be worse. It could be worse. And the second reason is that we are sitting here this morning as evidence of the fact that even during these really difficult times, God sustained his church. God sustained his gospel. The good news about Jesus Christ was not going away anytime soon, nor will it ever go away anytime soon. God sustained his church even during these very difficult times where Christians are being killed because of what they believe. Now, of course, we know that that is happening in other parts of the world today, but it's certainly not happening here. The government could be killing us off. Any rights that we have as citizens could be completely revoked. But I think Luther's point is clear. That if God sustained the church, even during those extraordinarily difficult times, he will continue to sustain us today. This leads into the third saying. The third saying. He says, in any case, it is true that God gave up his own son for us all. That is from Romans chapter 8. If that be true, then why do we falter or worry or hang our heads? If God gave up his own son for us all, how could he ever intend to forsake us in less important things? Worrying is something that we all deal with to varying degrees. Whether we are worrying about what is to happen to the church or what is going to happen in our own lives tomorrow... Now, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus gives us a wonderful passage about worrying, and I'm going to hit some of those highlights here this morning. Jesus talks about how he is telling the people that are listening to him, he is telling those crowds, he says, Do you see the birds of the air? Do you see how they are provided for? Do you see the flowers of the fields? Do you see how beautiful that they are? Are you not much more valuable To God than they are. He goes on to say that if that's how God clothes the grass of of, of the field today, which is tomorrow burned in the fire, how much more will He not take care of you, O you of little faith? Essentially, what Jesus is telling those crowds is I have taken care of the big things. He says, is life not more important than food and more important than the clothes that we wear? Life, salvation, is that not more important? Well, of course it is. And so take comfort in the fact that because I have taken care of the big thing, because you have believed in me, you will be in heaven with me, you will be in paradise with me, because I have taken care of the big thing. I will also take care of the little things. The little things like what's going to happen tomorrow. The little things like, well, what will happen to our Christian church. I will take care of those things. I am already taking care of those things. Finally, from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, I once did a, a sermon where I brought in a fishing pole, and I had on that fishing pole a little rubber fish, and I started casting it out into the people. And the reason why I did that was was because anybody that I cast it to, I I wanted them to tell us, what's something that you're worrying about? Now, don't tell us your deepest, darkest secrets, not right now, but just what's one thing that you are concerned about? And so we did that. And when we were all finished, I took that fishing pole with the fish on it, I cast the fish up there towards the cross, and then I cut the line because 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 says cast all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you whatever an- anxieties that you have here this morning whatever anxieties that you brought through those doors of this church this morning Peter's encouragement to all of us my encouragement to all of us here this morning, is to cast all of those worries, those fears, those concerns, those anxieties, cast them all upon Christ for one very simple reason, because he cares for you. The fourth saying, he says this, these comforting sayings are all true and surely do not deceive us. From Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength a great help in the trouble that besets us. Sirach, that wise man, said, what man who has put his trust in God has ever perished? And then in Maccabees 2, no one who puts his trust in him will lack strength. Now, Sirach and Maccabees, those are from the Apocrypha. We don't recognize them, neither did Luther as God's word, but they are still helpful sayings for us to hear. No one who puts trust in God will lack strength, And what man who has ever put his trust in God has ever perished? As people, we oftentimes have trouble putting our trust in other people. All of us, at some point or another, have had something happen to us where we lost trust in someone else. Perhaps even you were that person who did something that cause the other person that you love, the other person in your life, to lose trust in you. Those things happen. Trust can and does and is lost. We have all been jaded by those things. But the one thing that never changes, Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of my favorite passages is from Isaiah 40, verse 8. It says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. In this life, because we are mortal, sinful human beings, in this life, people will come and go. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything that is not God will eventually come and go. But the Lord is the one constant, the one thing that never changes. I don't remember who I heard this from, but I will never forget it. It was a pastor, and he said this He said, I have never met anyone who has ever put their trust in Jesus and regretted it later. Not a single person. I have never met anyone who has put their trust in Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith, as the book of Hebrews says, and later regretted that they had done that. And so may may we be strengthened and encouraged that trust that we put in the Lord will never come back void, that it will never come back empty. The final saying, the fifth saying, he says, though our faith is weak, let us pray earnestly along with the apostles in Luke 17, Lord, increase our faith. And with a child's father in Mark 9, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. The verse from the gospel text this morning is such an incredible verse. Take a look at that one more time with me. Jesus says, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this tree, Be uprooted and plant in the sea, and it will obey you. One of those moments where Jesus sort of drops the mic. If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, if you've ever seen a mustard seed, it's tiny. It's really, really tiny. And if you, even if you have faith that is the, 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 the size and the stature of a mustard seed, you could tell that tree to go plant itself in the sea, and it, it, it will do it. Our faith is a gift from God. It is his present to us. It is something that comes from outside of ourselves. And to be sure, we can be very damaging to our own faith. when we, as the Catechism says, despise preaching and his word, when we neglect to live out the Christian life, and sometimes our seed can be as small I'm sorry, our faith can be as small as a mustard seed. Sometimes the situation just looks too bleak. Sometimes the situation looks too dire. Sometimes the situation is too much. And we find that our faith in in God wanes, and it lacks. But that's why faith is a gift. Because the sanctifying of our faith, the, the growing of that faith is dependent upon the Holy Spirit. That's his job, to sanctify, to keep us in that faith. And he will do it. He has promised to do it. Sometimes we cry out, just like the father of the little boy in Mark 9, I do believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And in case you you don't remember what was happening in Mark 9, there is this father, and his son is possessed by an evil spirit. And you can imagine that as a parent, to have something like that happen to your child, your faith might wane just At least a little bit. And so here comes Jesus. And the man says, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. The Holy Spirit, through his power, is in a never-ending role of repairing our faith daily. It is a daily thing that he does. When we become baptized children of the, the Heavenly Father, that's that promise that he makes to us repairing our faith every single day. Then the words of Jesus really begin to leap off of their page. Ask for anything in my name, and I will give it to you. Ask for anything in my name, because I am the one. My Holy Spirit is repairing your faith on a daily basis. Ask for anything in my name, and I will give it to you. And so five sayings from Luther that I pray you found comfort in here this morning. Again, the first one. Actually the really the first two. God in his son Jesus Christ is still the Lord of the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against my church, Jesus says. Remember, too, that if he sustained the church and the gospel message during those difficult times, he will continue to do it today. The third saying about worry and about how we have all of these anxieties and these these fears. Remember Matthew chapter 5. I have taken care of the big thing. I will also, and I have promised that I will take care of the little things. Cast all of your anxieties on him because he cares for you. The fourth saying, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. No one who has ever put their trust in Jesus has later regretted it. Put your trust in him, he who is the the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then finally in that fifth saying, that even though our faith has a tendency to wane and can be weak, He who has promised to repair that faith on a daily basis will do it. He who is faithful will do it, God's word says. And so may we we find comfort in these words, these words from God's holy scriptures. As you leave these, these walls here this morning, and when you leave here, I know those anxieties and those fears and those concerns, they're still going to be there. But put your trust in he who was the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. In our Savior's name, amen. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. You'll notice in your pew... There is a red notebook there for you to sign your name in. Yes, we pray that you would do that so that we know that you were here to worship with us. And members, please do that also so that we can have a record for how many people uh, that we had in worship with us here this morning. And so with that, we collect our tithes and offerings.
1: (coughs) The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on the following stations at 6.30 a.m. on KTXR-FM 101.3, Springfield, at 9.30 a.m. on KKOW-AM 860, Pittsburgh, Kansas, and at 12.30 p.m. on KRUM 100.3 FM, Rogers, Arkansas. You may visit online at www.lutheranhour.org to learn about the Inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries programs, or visit www.lhm.org. If you have any questions regarding the Lutheran Hour, they may be addressed by calling the church office at 235-7300. Trinity's adult Bible classes meet at 9 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and fellowship hall of the school. Men's Bible study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study Group will not meet until after Easter. Additional study groups include Ladies' Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Oberman. Ladies' Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. For more information regarding the Bible study groups, please contact the church office at 235-7300. In today's prayers, we remember Those with health concerns, including Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Esther Holly, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Irvin Krueger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Grimond, Carol McIntyre, Morris Shane, Marilyn Stewart, Elda Nelson, Sandy Voskamp, and Caitlin Kleibaker. We also remember our seasoned saints, those who are 80 years plus: Elden Nelson, Elmer Stellwagen, Ethel Helmkamp, Francis Brown, Joan Haynes, Loetta Oftenbrink, Marjorie Harris, Oren Fritz, Pete Doss, and Ursula McGehee. Following the prayers from the church, we'll continue with the celebration of Holy Communion.
0: Please rise for the offertory. In our prayers this morning we have a few folks that we want to remember uh, first of all for those on our health list for Melvin McCord Nancy McRoberts <clears throat> Mary Fritz Ella Clybaker Esther Holly Flora Oberman <clears throat> Landreth Worm Dana Robb Erwin Kruger Erna Shane Janice Meyer Brenda Lawmaster Myron Reed Rosa Marie Griman Carol McIntyre Mora Shane, Marilyn Stewart, Elda Nelson, Sandy Voskamp, and Caitlin Cly Baker. Also for the family of Elaine Griman upon the passing of her mother. We go to our Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we are so very thankful that it is in your word that we find comfort, that we find relief from all of the things on this side of heaven that have a tendency to afflict us, and have a way, Lord, of making our faith in you wane. But Lord, we thank you and we praise you that it is by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that our faith is continued to be repaired, that it is uplifted, and it is strengthened each and every day. Lord, we know. That there are times in that we will have trouble on this side of heaven, but Lord, as we have spoken of before, we take comfort again, Lord, and that you have overcome this world. And Lord, we ask, too, that you would help us as a community of believers in you to, to seek out one another, that we might find the support and the love and the prayers within uh, within ourselves and with each other, also, Lord, in your mercy, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we pray for the nation and the world that we live in. Lord, we know that there are that there is so much evil in this world that is against you, that is against your church, and we pray, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit that you would cause us to have wise and faithful and God-fearing leaders, for which they would make those kinds of God-fearing decisions. For us. Lord, where there is hunger, may people be fed. Where there is war, may there be peace. Lord, in your mercy, Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the school that we have, and we thank you, Lord, for all of those involved with it. And Lord, we ask that as we continue on uh, in these last few months that we have, we ask Lord that uh, that you would by your again by your Holy Spirit that you would grant to us the courage and the continued ability, Lord, to continue to proclaim your gospel truth to all. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also pray a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray, Lord, especially for all those that that are listed here on our health list. Also, Lord, a special prayer for the family of Elaine, and Lord, we ask that you would wrap your loving arms around this family as they mourn her mother's passing. And Lord, we know that, uh, that she was a believer in you. And Lord, we know that she is now with heaven, in paradise, with you. And Lord, we, we lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also pray for all those that we know who do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, whether those folks be family or friends or people that we work with, Lord, we ask that you would send to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit that they might find and know the same saving truth that we know. Especially, Lord, we name those before you that we know in our our own hearts. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of the Holy Sacrament, your very body and blood shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins that is here before us. We thank you, Lord, that it is in with and under the bread and the wine that we can smell and taste and see and touch that very forgiveness and the very redemption of our souls. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. For Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. <clears throat> in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please rise. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting, depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Oh give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same. In faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed we the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Please be seated. We have just one final announcement before we close with our service. Uh, Fawn, you wanna tell us a little bit more about the movie that is coming up, so please do so.
2: I wanted to let you know that um, we do get a a small portion of this towards our group, but the main objective of this uh, Movie is to is an outreach to our communities, to our church family as well as uh, as other churches. Please be sure to invite your friends and your family. And you know we know the Protestant church isn't just made up of Lutherans. So a lot of people would really enjoy this movie and benefit from this movie. Um, we do need to. Uh, it took us a couple weeks for them to get back. We had to apply for um, uh, to do this because not every church, not every area. Uh, Will be sponsored by every church, so we applied and we were accepted then to be the sponsors of this movie And everyone in our area then is to be invited to come to the movie the cost of the tickets are only nine dollars Which is awesome Uh, Thrivent somehow has made this possible um I'm not exactly sure in which form, but they made it possible for the movie theaters to uh, provide that space to us for basically for almost free. So uh, it doesn't cost our church anything to, to do the event, uh, but I need your help getting the word out since it took them a couple weeks to uh, approve us. Uh, our date that we're gonna see the movie is on March 6th. Uh, we basically had a Monday night or a Wednesday night. Since Linda's starting, we chose Monday night. Um, it starts at six thirty. It's actually over at eight twenty-three, which I know is late for little kids. Uh, so. Um you'll have to keep that in mind, but uh, please invite people to come. You you can sign up today. Uh, If you don't have the money with you, that's fine. You can bring that next week. You can also sign up next week, but next Sunday will be the last day that we're able to sign up for it. We need to have at least 110 people coming, so I really encourage you to spread the word out. I did send um, information down to St. John's. And I'm not sure if Lockwood got any information yet or not. But but please invite people and spread the word. You can also buy tickets online, um, where it says the Trinity 500 New Lutheran Movie, that will guide you to a place where you can actually buy your tickets online. The tickets will come shortly before the um, movie starts. And uh, we'll either get them to you here at church. Probably not going to happen that way. Uh, Oh yeah, we should have a Sunday before then. So I can get them to you at church or you can pick them up at the door when you come. We do have to have them purchased ahead of time. That's um, just their, the way that they have it set up. So um, it's really awesome that they've made a new movie. I hear it's wonderful. There's a, a little trailer you can watch on um, if you go to the website. Uh, I keep trying to put it on more of the websites. If somebody knows how to get it on the Trinity's for school and for a church, that would be wonderful if you could help me do that. So I just encourage everyone to come that, that can and, and uh, we'll enjoy the time together. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Fawn. That's all of the announcements that we have. I pray that each and every one of you would have a very, very blessed week.
1: It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of the radio, KKBL FM 95.9 Aurora, or on our podcast at freistatradio.com. We now commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.